welcome to Wrestling Chat with Friends. I highly anticipate a large dose of cowboy shit when they're in Virginia. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, you know what time it is. It is your favorite time of the week. Wrestling Chat with Friends. Meow, 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 meow. Meow, 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 meow. I always love the soundboard. Extended version. <laughs> what are we, you're, you're hitting us a little extra today. What are we doing? Let it play out because I can't stop it. All right. Look, what are we what are we doing here? It's almost over. It's the Bobby Rude fan show. Take one. Right. Hey. Hello, hello. Yeah. I am Megan Blackwood, your favorite heel in heels. And as always, I am joined by Cheats. 227 belts. How you doing, Cheats? 227 belts. Feeling great, excited, ready to defend the belts, ready to defend the titles. Get in there. And then, as always, we have Elliot the Collector. What's up, Elliot? I'm here. I am present. I am accounted for. And as always, I am accountable. Let's get, it's good to see you guys. Took a little summer hiatus, but it's good to be back. We Let's get right into Collector's off. Choice this week. <laughs> Okay, remember when we went to AEW Cataclysm? Yeah, UEW Cataclysm. had a great time, UEW Cataclysm. We had some great access, talked to some great wrestlers, and we talked to, believe Megan backed me up, the best damn woman. In the um, world, Gia In the world, Gia Scott. Well, she was gracious enough to sign something for us, and I immediately misplaced it. But it's turned up, so Collector's Choice this week. The Gia Scott eight by ten that she signed for the shout show. Out. Shout out, Gia Scott. Here's something you, we made. I didn't notice this until now. Two W W C W F. You guys were awesome. Thanks for being friendly. Smiley face. Did so not sign her name. Oh. You know what? Anybody could have written that. You wrote that, didn't you? If that is her, I tell you, if that is her character that she doesn't sign her name, that she writes like hi or something like that, but doesn't ever write her name on something, I'm down with it. I dig it. Good to see you guys. Let's get it on. She did seem like a pretty good heel, so I'm here for it. Ali, the man, is back with us this week. We are always longtime friend of the pod. We're always super happy when we have you with us. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm ready to talk about something fun, uh, some drama that isn't part of our dystopian reality. Right. So happy to be here. I enjoy my weekly dose of carnival nonsense. Uh, so I'm glad that you guys are all here. I'm glad that everyone is joining us. So let's jump right in. You guys know how we start here. What are you popping for this week? And it can go two weeks back since we weren't here last week. So if there's something that maybe happened on a pay-per-view where a title changed hands and you're really excited about it, Go ahead and throw that out there. I'm going to go ahead and start with my pop of the week because I don't want anybody else to steal it, even though I don't think they will. Um, if you follow the show, you know I am a long, long time Starks mark. I have been on Ricky Starks since day one at AEW and telling everybody who's going to be a star. I'm right, obviously. But my pop of the week was him saying Danhausen last night. So in the thing where he announces the he announces his open challenge, and then he says Ricky Starks versus man Danhausen, and said it just like that, and I died. I thought it was hilarious. It was great. I love him. He's phenomenal. That is definitely my pop of the week. Ali, what about you? 
You know, I, also a big Starks fan, but I'll say for me, Pop of the Week was John Silver. Been a longtime John Silver fan. Just feel like he's a little misplaced in Dark Order, but he's so much fun all the time. And uh, I think he's got that unique talent where he can be silly and funny without making the match seem silly and unserious. Yeah. I think something that's great about him, too, is even when he's, like, kind of being gimmicky and he's, he's gimmickly the small guy in the ring, like, he adjusts his... He keeps that as a part of his storytelling throughout the match. So it's not just like, he's a short guy, <laughs> but it's like, I'm going to do a move that you couldn't do on me because I am smaller and I'm coming at you from a lower center of gravity. Um, so yeah, big, big John Silver fans around here. Silver is gold. I will stand by that just as long as I stand by Ricky Starks is gold. Cheats, what about you? What are you popping for so, this week? So I had one earlier in the week. Um, and I thought it was actually going to bear a successful story at the end, mm -hmm. and it didn't. So I'm going to change it a bit. But my original pop of the week was Fuego del Fuego El Sol's new persona, new personality, yeah, and and new promo. Fuego's promo was really, really good. The black mask, the black background. He's a great talker, um, mm -hmm. and he had this really, really amazing promo. Leading into a match on Dark with QT Marshall, which I swore he would win. Right. And he loses the damn match. So it was like, why did you do this great promo? Maybe he was just doing it on his own. And no one at AEW still believes in him. So he loses to QT Marshall, which is ridiculous. And I don't know where Fuego goes. I was popping for the promo, the new change, the new gear, all of that. But I will... That was 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 gonna be it till he lost. And uh, so so I got, jumping in just to give a shout out to Alabama's greatest luchador, Fuego de Sol. It was great. It was it was so great. I actually I was sharing Fuego del Sol promos this week, which I never do, and mm -hmm. I thought it was really he's really the world's good. most interesting jobber. And, he's and so then great. he's so great. And uh, so I'm just gonna go with a quick one. Brody King's destruction of Darby Allen. I enjoyed it thoroughly, and I thought it was the right thing to do and give Brody King all the love in the world because he just thoroughly beat up Darby Allen, and they didn't do any stupid stuff at the end to let Darby win the match. So way to go, Brody King. Um, I enjoyed that match. I will say, like, I said it when he went up against Mox. I don't love Brody big man to big man, or at least not Mox to, to Brody. I didn't think that was the greatest matchup. Brody against the little dude, though, like, in the same way that John Silver, like, plays really well from the, the underdog card, uh, Brody King is killing it from the I'm a monster, I'm coming down to the, I'm a monster heel, I'm going to come crush you. He does that really well. Um, so good pop of the week. Elliot, how about you? What got you going this week? Cheats, let's look at that just glass half full for a second. The loss to QT Marshall was so ridiculous that I think it might be just some long-term booking. He'll have a different promo this week with a completely new set of gear. He's going to just restart every week. He'll go on a couple of losses. Who knows? It'll be good for him, but I'm going to cross my fingers. That's it. Uh, so what I pop for this week, Megan, you and I must have been on a similar wave path about a moment in a match by a certain person. And mine, my boy, Eddie Kingston, he didn't get the win yesterday, <laughs> but him, him and Jericho had the match I expected them to have. It was a little ridiculous. It wasn't my fav favorite use of barbed wire I've ever seen, but when Eddie kind of came down and he had that maniacal look on his face and he crawled in the ring, and within five seconds he had the mic and he made some <laughs> look that uh, before asking if the mic was on. 
And that little moment kind of got me popped out of my seat for a second to uh, the rest of the night, which was awesome. So that's what I popped for. Um, it was a devastating night for the pod because Eddie, I don't think he charged <laughs> up enough, but he went to hit that spinning backfist on Sammy and Jericho and no one was there to, to catch it. And I feel like that magic just went out into the universe and now it's just lingering there. And I don't know. It's like a, it's like a boomerang. Um, it's like a boomerang. Well, It'll come back. They should on call. Them. They should call Eddie Kingston Mister Consistent because Eddie Kingston just keeps doing Eddie Kingston things. And if you if you love Eddie Kingston, you will continue to love him. And if you don't love Eddie Kingston, he just gives you great things every week to be like this. This why this guy is horrible. So I, to me, it seemed like he seemed a little frustrated at the end of the match with. The run-in, I mean, I know the, the finish wasn't super clean, but I don't know if, I don't know if Eddie looked that, that way. It feels more like a Jericho thing. It felt like a sports entertainer match. So I'm not surprised with how things went. Um, and God bless Jericho's heart for whatever it is he's trying to do. I mean, he really is a sports entertainer. Like, that was a classic, like, very much uh we do not speak their name here i don't at least um match that you would see from the other promotion um oh, so I, 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 I gotta strongly push back on that really maybe that finish but in this day and age WWE is not going to do a barbed wire match. Because oh, they're, they're not bleeding. Although they are yeah, going back up to PG for but, the, but the but the Bob Wire match in general is not something no it, it's something sans the finish, it's something <laughs> GCW would do. Yeah. But the, the company up north is not gonna do a barbed yes, wire. But Those hanging, hanging your faction over the ring in a shark cage. Oh yeah, no, no, no totally, totally do that. Totally, do. Totally, yeah, totally. They <laughs> so probably done that. barbed wire. Like they, they, they've felt, probably done that. But the it the, felt like that kind of match. I actually didn't want to see that match. I didn't mm. even want to go into seeing it because one AW depends on who the match is. You know how much blood's going to be involved. Mm -hmm. And when they were just like barbed wire everywhere, Kingston Jericho, I was like. I can get through the whole, like, I watched it, but I can get through the whole episode and turn it off because yeah. I didn't want to see. And and to their credit, it wasn't nearly as bad. Like, it wasn't anarchy in the arena bad. Yeah. Like, in regards to the blood. Because that one was the one that I was like, this is this is too much. I, like, mm -hmm. I would not feel comfortable any youth of any age watching anarchy in arena ever again. Mm -hmm. But this one, it was still very bloody. And it was still, like, uh... You know they 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 were doing some things, but I, I thought the match didn't go as like it didn't go on too long, like it could have the potential to do. Mm -hmm. I thought the finish was super. I thought the the finish was kind of super expected, right? So you know somebody runs out, they lower the cage. It just makes just makes total sense. And then you have as soon as Sammy wasn't in the cage, I was like, oh, there is yeah, some, yeah, like there is some healing afoot. Yeah, and. I don't know. I, don't I tell know. you, the, the lowering of the shark cage and the run-in, it is a scenario that does warrant like a big return or a debut of somebody to come and save the day. That didn't happen, but yeah. you know, I like it, it when it's used in that angle. It was an Anna J. Hill turn was the biggest biggest kind that's of worth, That's worth something. I'm not putting that down. I'm pro Anna J. I'm a little confused for that because she got in the ring last week and was like, Dark Order is forever. And now, but I don't know if Dark Order started as bad guys. Come back to the roots. 
That's a good point, though. I didn't even think of that, because I hated that segment, too. But you were right. You were 100% right. She got the ring and was like, Dark Order forever. And now look. Deuces. And, okay, let's point this out, because Ty Conti came up to her, I believe it was last week, and was like, you need to make better decisions, girl. Like, I made better choices, blah, blah, blah. Somebody did the math. So in 2021, Ty Conti wrestled in, I believe, 55 matches. Since, okay. since she has been paired publicly with Sammy, she has wrestled in two, uh, one of them being outside of AEW and the other one being the uh, mixed gender tag match against Paige Van Sant. So I don't know if that's the smartest choice for Anna J. She's getting more, I mean, Ty Conti's getting more TV time, but she's not wrestling. So, can we also comment the fact that they couldn't get the key to work, so they wound up having just with the cage having to be big enough for those huge ass wrestlers could just slide through and outside. Do we notice anyone that? Else, Did anybody notice that? Some of them, yes, yes, and some of them were able to do it. Matt Menard looked at Jake Hager real hard and was like, "Oh, we're not in this finish. <laughs> we're just we're just not in this finish. It's not happening." I love. I really love. It's what I love about you guys. You're breaking down that match like it was a Zapruder film. Sometimes you just got to kind of ingest it and enjoy it. But, yeah, it's great. Ali, what did you think of the, the barbed wire everywhere? I'm, I'm, not this, I'm not the audience for this match because I don't like blood. I've never liked blood in mm -hmm. wrestling matches. It's always felt a little hokey. So I was not looking forward to it, but I gritted my way through it. Love Eddie Kingston's intensity. Um, in retrospect, the ending made sense, but I fully thought Eddie Kingston was going to go over. I'm like, right? You no, know, I'm like, Eddie's promos are so hot, or maybe I'm just an Eddie Mark. And I was like, oh, he's going to finally get one over on Jericho. They're going to mm -hmm. end this, and Eddie's going to move on to something else. And then this happened, and I'm like, honestly, I'm a little tired of it. I was already a little tired of Eddie Kingston, Jericho. Yeah. But did so he already like, get one over on Jericho at the pay per view? He, he did. Except like, Cesaro, he did, and it was the match, and he was supposed to shake his hand afterwards. Claudio. No, before right. that. No, it was before like that. A paper You're right, back. Megan. You're right, Megan. He was supposed to, uh, Jericho, like, honor was on the line. Jericho said if he yeah. won, he would shake his hand, and then he didn't shake his hand, and so, like, this is where this whole feud has come from involving PNP, and, you know, Jericho Appreciation Society, and even, like, Black Hole Combat Club getting involved. Um... I like you, Ali. I'm I'm over it. But Jericho doesn't have a feud unless he's got eight months planned out. So I think we have maybe one more pay per view. Pray to God that's it, um, and a final like blow off match, and we can send that feud where it belongs, deep deep down in our memories. Um, but the real so, of this feud is Ruby ahead. Soho. Who poor Ruby? Uh, do you remember once? But she can still punch with a broken hand. That's cool. Yeah, but it just it just seems silly that once upon a time, Ruby Soho, we were all so excited that she was going to get her chance and she was in the championship picture, and now she just kind of sits in the background and looks sad. Um, yeah, big ro big roster. This is this is obviously going to happen, and hopefully things come around. But yeah, this is another just AEW has quickly become another huge company that probably has different val that definitely has different values, and hopefully has a better creative direction that's going to entertain us all. But mm -hmm. talent wise, it is, it has all the same problems that every, that the only other company that has that problems has now because they've gotten so big and good for them. But let's see how TK and whoever is helping him get through it. He's got to be hearing the criticism about how he's booking the woman's vision. So I am, I am hopeful 
Um, I'm cautiously hopeful um, when you have your future or when you have your past women's champion making a joke out of sandbagging to your current champion. I think it, it I think it uh, sullies the 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 women's division, but um, we'll see. We'll see what TK does. Let's we do. OK, I was going to jump on to something else, but since we're talking about the ladies, we'll let you know I love the ladies. Um, let's stay there for a minute. I think we've got now maybe six women's tag teams fully formed, up and running, running shows on Dark, popping in and out on Dynamite and Rampage. Um, when do you guys think we're going to see the women's tag division kick off? Do you think we're going to see that soon? Is it something you're interested in seeing? Ali, go. I am interested in seeing it. I think I have... The, the women's matches and the women's booking has been terrible at AEW for a long time. So I'm also, I'm almost like cringing at the idea because I'm sure, I'm sure Tony has like belts that he's already designed for it. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of cringing though. Cause I don't know unless Tony knows how to let go. And I don't know how the booking works there, but like give someone else the space to book it. Cause he clearly doesn't have time to do it. And uh, I don't know. I'm worried that they're going to reveal it and it's still going to be bad. Because think about all the pay-per-views. There's barely any women's matches on their pay-per-views. Like, barely. There's like Usually one. it's one, two if we're lucky. Um, I think when Kenny was there, there was word was circulating that he was doing a lot more of the booking. And that was when we had that really hard run of, like, Joshi females coming in. So, I don't know. Like, maybe Kenny will come back. But then does that switch the style up of what we're looking for out of the women's division? The women's division definitely looks much different than it did when they started. And he had a lot more control over a lot of those booking decisions. Um, I mean, look at two of our top champs are from Japan from the very beginning. We had Hikaru Shidu and uh, Riho. Um, and I can't help but think that Kenny opened the door for them. So, I don't know. The cleaner's supposed to be back. But I think we should, uh, much in the same way that we should deal with all issues that deal with women, we should put a woman in charge. I don't know if Serena Deeb wants to step up. Uh, you know, uh, my girl Thunder Rosa has been running her own promotion, so she has booking experience now. But definitely seeing a female in charge of that uh, of that roster and catering to that roster and their needs a little bit more would make me happy. Uh, Cheats, uh, women's tag team, you in and out, in or out? I'm, How do you feel I'm, I'm, I'm always in on women's wrestling, women's tag team. I'm, I'm always in on that. I think Ali brings mm -hmm. up a good point is can at this current juncture of AEW do they have enough to have a belt and have that belt be meaningful i think what we're seeing already is that there's one meaningful women's belt in AEW it's the TBS title cuz it's on Jade the WWE i mean excuse me the AEW women's champion is seems to be an afterthought and it, it happened again last night. You had the Jade Athena, you know, situation, Kira Hogan, Stokely, all those guys. And then you cut to Thunderstorm and it's like nobody it, it was it was almost like hmm. So And it wasn't really a Thunderstorm promo. It was a Britt Baker coming out and saying, like, I know sure. you missed me. I'm gonna come and wrestle on next Wednesday. So or Friday. I don't know. To be the A belt. Right, it's supposed yeah. to be, and it's just not. So, I do agree, and I drunk the Kool Aid, joined the bandwagon. I started watching a lot of the dark matches, and 
uh, elevation Yay. and all that stuff just to be able to see what they're developing because I didn't know. Um, mm -hmm. Is it the the is it the Rodrigo twins? It's the twins that um, that are what always their last name? No, it's um. Uh... Damn, it's like Danger or Rampage. What, Robin, Renegade, Renegade. 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 The Renegade Twins. Renegade Twins, I've seen, you know, so there's, you know, mm -hmm. there's some there's some opportunities there if they make Anna and, and Ty Conte a, a tag team. Um, and you've got the baddies, do. you've got Thunderstorm. Right, so the Mercedes idea. Mercedes and Serena were tagging. I think, um, yes, Mercedes and Serena are tagging, but I think uh, Naya and... Uh, Shavir is is my favorite. Like they're they're, they're actually them. really good. Um, so I say all that to say, I you, they're going to do a tournament. The tournament will ultimately determine the champion, the tag team champions. I, it's July. It's going into August. I wouldn't mind seeing it early next year, mm -hmm. um, just so they can get it in a place where we actually like these teams. Like I like Nyla and. Maria, it is, I believe, and they and they, they wrestle a lot together. I actually like Serena and Mercedes, even though they hate each other. Aren't they wrestling for the Ring of Honor? Yeah, so, they're wrestling yeah. this so Sunday. That, they're attacking. That was part of their thing. Yeah, so I think it's I, I think it's coming. I I, I think it, it has potential, but they don't give them enough time. They don't give them enough TV yeah. time. They don't give those tag matches enough enough uh, time to develop. And and I don't know, like Elliot to Elliot's point. I don't know when they're going to have TV time in their three hours to get that done. So, yeah, I would next rather year see tournament. Jericho promos. Like, I don't need to hear Jericho <laughs> go on for ten minutes. You know, like right. you can easily well, squeeze in a women's match. The three, the three of you all summed up. Each of you had a piece that summed up my opinion. Yes, I definitely want to see it. Yes, I want women running the women's division. I hope it's some combination of Serena, Mercedes. Thunder Rosa, let them do it. They seem to be the three most experienced, unless I'm missing somebody. And to Cheats's point, I think the fall, I think TK has assumed the fall through Christmas is going to be Kenny coming back, Punk coming yeah. back, getting those being the major things. So to Cheats's point, I would rather see it maybe start during maybe some of the holiday shows, culminating with an early 2023 crowning. But yeah, it definitely needs to happen. Um, speaking of the cleaner coming back, I should have used this for my pop of the week. But did anybody see uh, Osprey do the one winged angel so and good. then his Kenny so impression where he kicked the mat like a baby? That match is going to be chef's kiss. I can't wait for that to happen. Okay, so since we're talking tag belts, we have had a change in tag champions since we last were on. I am very happy and excited to see Swerve in our glory, Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee as our new AEW tag champs. <laughs> First off, let's just get like a round of reactions on that. And then I have questions. Cheats, uh, you have been unhappy with how they've been using Keith Lee up until sure. this point. Are yeah. you now made happy? I'm happier. Yes. I'm happier okay. that they got the belts. I believe it was it's deserved for both of them. And I also believe it's a payoff, right? These mm -hmm. guys make these big investments. They come here, they get all of this big kind of pop and, you know, they're over with the crowd. They get all of this stuff. And I felt like they kept kind of ripping the jaw. Like this is probably what, two weeks, two weeks later than it should have been to get yeah. them the belts. So I'm glad that I felt like, okay, 
everybody tells me in particular to trust the storytelling, trust the process, let it play out. And this is one of the first times where I was like, finally. Now, the interesting thing about that match is, one, I didn't like the match. We talked, we were we were here. I didn't like when they booked the, the, the triple match, like the, the triple tag, and the Bucks are coming, and they've got the belts. I would have much rather, I think we'd said it on the last program, I'd have much rather been like the Bucks wrestle one and the Bucks wrestle the other, or maybe an eliminator, and then they fight the Bucks. But the, the three, kind of the trios match allows – Titles to change without champions getting pinned. It was kind of weird. I mean, it protects I, the Bucks, right? They don't have it, to eat it does. the L, It does. But... but I will say this, and I said it at the time, and I stand by it. One, I'm very happy. I think it's deserved. Two, Hobbs was the main of that match. If you go oh, yeah. back and really watch that match, so impressive. And mm-hmm. it was really, really a coming out party in my mind for kind of the Hobbs and Starks team, mostly Hobbs, because we know what Ricky can do. But that was awesome to see him being able to do some of the most agile moves and then some of the Mm -hmm. most powerful moves. And I really thought at one point, I was like, they were going to kind of take a swerve and have them over and have them win it. And I wouldn't have been mad about that either. But I I do like the – I like the Lee Swerve payoff. I don't know how long that run's going to last, but – I think they said Swerve said something along the lines of they can still be single stars and tag champions, and he gave some yeah, examples. Yeah, he said that after the Casino Battle Royale. And if you were paying yeah. close attention to your point that you don't know how long it's going to be, if you're paying close attention when the whole like the belts in the ring, who's going to hit who with it, and who's going to go down, Swerve looked like he was turning towards Keith Lee to hit him with that belt for right. a second. That was a part of the storyline. Yeah. Um, and I think we've been we've had a lot of teasing out of this. I don't see it lasting long, um, which goes to our next point and who I want there. But let me get some more takes first elliot how did you feel about the change in championship are you happy with what direction they're going in i am glad those two are holding those titles i'm glad they won i think all of us what i'm what i'm not going to like is that aw has kind of gone on to since claiming some dirt sheets that they basically worked everyone and this whole tension was all intentional and they were going to put the belts on this whole time and with their, they sort of the comparison that was made is they're basically trying to create a Kobe Shaq situation where these two are reluctant teammates who are finding great success. That's why you give them the titles. It's going to lead to a breakup probably prematurely than a successful tag team would do. But that's the angle I believe they're going in is this. And they've even said it as much Shaq Kobe. And I'm curious as to that sits a little weird with me, but. I'm not quite, I'm not entirely sure why yet. So I kind of want to get some perspective about that. But yeah, of course, I'm glad those two are great talents. I want them to be single stars. And I think they obviously will be at some point. But if AW truly, like, basically, if TK is like, I had everyone thinking they were going to, I was going to break them up. But really, that's exactly what I was going to do because that's what Shaq and Kobe were. And they were trying. So I don't know. Thoughts on that? Uh, I mean, I like the comparison. I get the comparison, but I think um, we'll have to wait and see because Shaq and Kobe both went on from that relationship to do great things on their own. Right. So if it is they are because if we're just looking at like AEW kayfabe, like they've only just had this championship. They don't have any other championships. There's nothing else that they 
I mean, like, there's nothing. I mean, it's built in that they came from somewhere else and they're good indie guys. Um, I think they've played around with some of the um, Pacific Northwest stuff with Darby and, and Swerve. But clearly we're not, like, on TV being, like, and former WWE champion. <laughs> so um, I think that only works if they then go on to have you know, significant singles runs of their owns, which I don't know if I see that for Swerve. I think Swerve probably is going to stay in like a mid-tier um, TNT championship, you know, something of that nature. I do not see Swerve going for the AEW championship unless something major changes with his character, which is my personal opinion. Keith Lee could do it in a heartbeat. He could do it today. Um, but I don't think Swerve has that same... He has more of a TNT champ vibe. Uh, with his, the way he carries himself and how he's his character's been built up. Ali, what about you? Do you think Kobe Shaq? Are we thinking more like they're going to stay together for a long time and this is going to be a great run? What are your feels? So I, I was with Cheats. I was watching that match and I was like, oh my goodness, this they're going to put the belts on Starks and Hobbs. And I've long complained that Hobbs is underused. It's amazing. And whenever it's amazing. he gets in the ring, he's so great. Um, I was surprised and shocked when Swerve and Our Glory won, but really, really happy. Love both talents. Huge Keith Lee fan. I can't help but feel like on paper they should work, but I feel like they're like less than the sum of their parts somehow, especially Keith. I yeah. feel like Keith's promo time, pre Keith's promos have not been that great. He also doesn't get that much time. They also kind of riff off of Keith's promos, but he hasn't really established a brand aside mm -hmm. from. NXT, he didn't really get a chance to really establish his brand on the main roster when he was with the the other company. And so I'm like, I don't know that it's working. Like Kobe and Shaq worked because they had their own brands and we all know what they were about. I don't know that Keith had a chance to establish his brand. How long will it last? I have no idea. I thought the teasing of them breaking up was premature. And I also thought it was kind of silly in the match that he pretended like he was going to hit him in the middle of a tag match. Like what? who even does that? It doesn't make any sense. He wouldn't gain anything from it. Um Unless it's like, oh, I was working with the Bucks all along. Ha ha ha. I'm elite. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't see where that's going. Um, but I mean, when it comes to the men's division, I trust TK. I think uh, he, he knows where it's going or Swerve and Keith Lee know where it's going. Everything we've heard out of that office has been a lot of talent driven storylines. Um, can I as just long say as they think it makes sense. Go ahead. No, can I just say, if this is a talent-driven storyline for Swerve, they should change it because it's stupid. The whole, like, Hit Row was gold. Swerve without Hit Row right now, him trying to be this, you know, rapper, mogul, and, and I understand that's a part of his actual real persona, but it's just dumb. The promos yeah. are dumb. The Kevin Gates and all of that stuff is... Very, Why were you thinking him during? Like, I don't even know who that rapper is. I was more excited when I saw Jermaine Dupree. So, so yeah. deaf, baby. Well, the funny part is West Side Gun was literally sitting three, like three people down, who's also a, a probably rapper. more relevant rapper right now than Kevin Gates. I, I would say one of the, you know. And so the, they built this whole promo that's dumb around Kevin Gates. Anyway, my point is, I believe Swerve is driving this because this is. Uh, a part of his aesthetic and what he relates to. It just doesn't work with Keith Lee, who is the antithesis to that. And mm -hmm. it works with Hit Row. And so the only thing that works, and, and this is one thing that I did think about, but it was like, it might've just been too over the top, is 
if he does pick up the belt, hits Keith Lee, and then like have AJ and <laughs> and Brandy run like Hit Row comes back together mm-hmm. and he has his own faction. That I expect. But if you're not, you know, AEW at this point hasn't shown any interest in in signing Hit Row. Hit Row, the other members of Hit Row, are, you know, I think they one of them's not even wrestling right. I, I don't think Brandy's wrestling right now, and. AJ Francis is, is top dollar just like did like one indie show this year after his contract ran out. So it's like, you know, it, I just think if Swerve is driving this ship, they, they need to figure out how to make it work or make it work better because this, this doesn't to Ali's point, it doesn't give you the best of what Swerve Strickland can do. He actually is an extreme talent. But I think he's really hurt. I think the gimmick is hurting him. And, like, he's not wowing, wowing in the ring. Like, he's good in the ring. But he's not – He's I would say a step – at this point, a step below Starks in regards Mm -hmm. to what he's done in the ring so far. And he's – you know, there's just – there's a lot of guys there, man, that can do the stuff that he does. And I don't know. I I just – I don't think it's working for Swerve. I think Keith Lee can figure it out. I don't think it's working for Swerve. Well, I'm glad that everyone uh, hit on the thing I wanted to talk about next, which is what is next for Hobbs and Starks um, on the, I think it was on dark too, but on the like road to Atlanta, a uh, little program they put together where if you guys aren't watching that on YouTube on the days of dynamite, Um, or on the days of a pay-per-view, they have like their promo package that you would normally see in the other company. You see it before the match here. uh, TK doesn't seem to have that style, Um, but the pre-recorded promos, right? So in Starks's promo to road to Atlanta, he was talking about like how it's not our time yet and things have to change. And Um, I'm very interested to see where this is going with the Danhausen open challenge, we know who Danhausen has been hanging with. Um, and I think everybody can see the writing on the wall of where that FCW champ FTW championship is going to go. Uh, I think we may have hook sent. We may see them send hook. Um, what are y'all thoughts on that? Where do you, what do you think is next for, for Hobbs and Starks? Do you think, I think they're getting gold one way or another. Right. But, do they remain a part of team Taz? Uh, do they turn face in response to this monster? Just comp- the crowds turned them already. So <laughs> like eventually something's got to happen. What's next for Hobbs and Starks? Ali, what's your thoughts? I'm not sure. And I think Hobbs gets the raw end of this deal because Starks is hot. He does so well. And anytime he does a match, like it's, it's fun. It feels real. And it's always like, you're like, wow, this guy oozes charisma. And like Hobbs just kind of stands in the back knee mugging. So it's really inconsistent. Like I can't tell they've got irons in the fire for both Starks and every now and then like Hobbs and Starks suddenly pop up as a tag team. So I don't know that they actually have a plan for Hobbs and Stark as a tag team. So, and that by extension, I think Hobbs is going to continue to be lost. It seems like they've got more of a plan of slowly pushing Starks up and building him up as a star, which is great. Mm-hmm. But either get Hobbs out of there or do something with Hobbs and Stark. Okay. <clears throat> I like that, Ellie. I the fact, you know, Starks has been carrying that title around his over his shoulder for months and months and months and doesn't even mention it, other than the fact that he is the champion. So this open challenge 
is a pathway for him to drop that title, which probably at some point leads to Team Taz maybe not developing. Here's what I'd like to see. If I, you know, this starting off with Dan Housen, cool comic. I like the angle with Hook. That could be someone who takes the belt off him. Or honestly, it could, I don't, I'd see Hobbs turning on Starks and taking that FTW title in some open challenge match, surprising everybody, taking that, letting Starks, which I think is like addition by subtraction for Hobbs, Ali. I think that does continue to elevate Starks which is the plan Hobbs mm -hmm. at least has this title and him and hook can start doing something because that title, if they're going to keep that title around and not introduce some other title for all these 175 to 215 pound guys who aren't quite the all Atlantic level yet. I mean, I hate to say it, but we might need to do something else that orange Cassidy can hold. He's not holding any of those other titles. I don't think. Um, but yeah, I'd like to see that maybe Hobbs opens, answers the open challenge, get, you know, turns face or heel, whichever way you want to go with Starks or Hook. I think that both of the ideas are the ones, the way that they should go. Well, if you think back to how Hobbs got the title in the first place, he took it off of Brian Cage by an interference via Hobbs and Hook, right? So it would make perfect sense for you to, to use the girl the same way you got her. Um, mm -hmm. So I don't know. Sheets, what are your thoughts? Do you see a title reign in the future for Hobbs and Starks? Uh, I, see a, I see an elevation for Starks, like everybody said. And in order to do that, he's got to get off of this Fugazi title that he holds in his, holds in his hand. I don't mm -hmm. fully understand why they placate Taz so much with this whole FTW thing. Because I, I really thought it had much stronger meaning. And then it was in the match. Uh, on Dynamite last night where they explained that there have only been four champions. It was Taz, Sabu, Brian Cage, and Ricky Starks. I was like, that's the lady of this. longest reigning FTW champion. I right. told you it was going to be star. And when I said this was the lineage of this title that, you know, like yeah. I said, that they hold around and never defend, it makes no sense to me. But I'm, I think I see the writing on the wall like all of you where Starks gives up that title and is on to bigger and more exciting things and a bigger title picture, maybe TNT title, something of that nature, which I think would be exciting for him. Now, I don't want him to leave Team Taz. That This is the challenge here. Because Team Taz gives him a stable that can allow him to win matches in, with Trickery and Tomfoolery. He's a great wrestler, I don't necessarily – I still – Megan, I'm sorry. I still don't think he's a face. He think he's over. But I want him to be more of a sneaky heel, and I think he needs a stable like Team Taz to be the sneaky heel that he needs to be. But I do think he needs to get off that title. I don't see optimi – I'm, if I'm being – I don't see, like, great utilization of Hobbs moving forward. I think – I think the matches with the tag stuff with Starks, it might be right now where Hobbs will be. We'll see. There's a good chance that the, the only issue with Hobbs taking the title would be that Starks is out of Team Taz, right? So the idea mm -hmm. that Hook, who's now a little bit more on the periphery, a little bit more 
doing the Dan Housen thing and his own kind of hook thing. One, I think Taz will be comfortable with that hook carrying the title. I think he'll find it really cool. But I also, he doesn't necessarily need to be as tied to Team Taz as, say, Ricky and, and Hobbs are. So, we'll see. I think Hobbs would land on his feet. I don't know if anybody else remembers, but I remember because he's my favorite. Um, when Hobbs first came out, he came out as a heavy for John Moxley. Yep. So, there are certainly other factions within AEW, Blackpool Combat Club, that Hobbs could Never land on. I'm just saying. There's other places he could go. Black um, Club doesn't like brothers. Well, one of these teams <laughs> that has black in the name has to have a black person in there. It doesn't like brothers. I don't think it's going to be House of Black anytime soon. So Lee, Lee, all Lee the black people have to be on the same team. Lee yeah, Lee what's going to happen is Lee's Lee going to elevate, Starks is going to elevate, and Hobbs and Swerve are going to start tagging, and they'll be the tag team that just goes. Right. Oh man. And it's always it's always in the mix. Well, let's talk about it since we are talking about where Hobbs might land, talking about potential people that we would want to see him with, or potential people that we would like to see him against. Let's go ahead and open this up. We're gonna do a little segment. You know, I don't like to talk about the other company, but we're gonna talk about wrestlers that we love over there that we would love to see in a healthier work environment over at AEW. I will start. Bring me Xavier Woods immediately. Immediately. I just I just need him. I need him in my life. I want the whole new day. Can I have the whole new day? Can I have the whole new day in AEW? I don't care if Biggie never wrestles another day in his life. Just come talk to us once a week. Jump on commentary. Talk about big meaty men smacking me. I need the new day. I'm intrigued by that. I like that New Day will are I think are some lifers who will go into the Hall yeah. of Fame. It'll never but, work. Yeah, <laughs> but it's great. I love where your head. I love where your head's at. You know, it's well intentioned, but your plan will never work. They will never leave, and then wrestling. I don't think them. I don't think their wrestling style will translate to the other company as well. Like, are we looking at what what fits, what works? Like, I mean, it's for what works or like pipe dream. So for me, pipe dream is them coming over and like much in the same way that like I know there'd been other black champions. There'd been other like black factions and stuff. But I think the New Day came in and did things in such a new and invigorated way that they were almost undeniable. Um, and I would love to see some changes in. I mean, we all know TK has had. Uh, has had criticism about his diversity issues in the past. <laughs> um, and I believe that bringing in a team like New Day, in the same way that I think bringing in somebody like Sasha Banks would like invigorate and amplify the women's roster, I think having like a solid voice of like New Day is just amazing. I would love to have them over. I would love to see Sasha come over too. Okay. I have two. Uh, one, just for the pure history of so many wrestlers currently in AEW, I'd like to see Finn go over there and have some fantastic matches before those guys get a little too older to be able to do it. Mm -hmm. um, that that'd be great. Simply just for the matches he, you know he's had with Kenny, he's had with Cody, um, and I like the idea of Sasha. I think she's not. I don't know what she's going to do. I would honestly love, just from a health standpoint, to see Bailey go just wreck shop 
through the women's division and so especially you know knock all of Britt's teeth out of her mouth i'd love to see bailey and jade who i think both would get i mean that's bailey who is probably it could be another lifer um but you know i think it's more likely charlotte is then than you know than bailey but i think that'd be a great career move at this stage for bailey who you know will always be in becky's shadow it seems from here on out and without sasha there to have you know that's what i'd like to see happen with bailey um, in that same vein, Elliot, of good stories, when we started talking about this earlier, like when you put it in the chat, one of the ones that I definitely thought of immediately was Kevin Owens. Like, he has so much, like, um, history from the indies, him and Sammy both. Um, I think one thing that everybody always talks about is, like, how there's this whole crew, like, Aubrey and a couple of the refs and... and um, now we have Claudio and Eddie and like Moxley, like these people that ran the indies together. When you think of that era of indie work, you think of people like KO, you think of people like El Generico. Like, I would love to see just to, to play out history. Yeah, the two of those come over. Uh, Ali, what about you? Who would you like to see go rogue and cross over to the light side? Oh, Ricochet. I think he's been. Uh, I remember him from before he came to the company that shall not be mentioned. And I remember being super impressed. I remember thinking, man, I haven't been really excited about people's matches like this until it, except for like mm -hmm. Jeff Hardy, right? And it, what a waste. Like, how is it? You know, there's so many people that that company's wasted, but like Ricochet, how do you mess that up? Like, he's amazing. And so I think, especially at AW with the kind of style they use, he would have so many fun matches and hopefully get at least a little more attention than being a glorified jobber. I would yeah. love to see that. Ricochet's, a, I, I've said it, I think, since we started this podcast, Ricochet would be my top choice of mm -hmm. what I would see um, come over and, and actually have a real run in, in AEW. I think Ricochet, but once I, so it would be my first choice, bar none, like 1A. When I think about folks, because I do think there's a difference in wrestling style between the two companies. I really do. And I think there are people that wrestling style works in WWE that will not work in AEW and vice versa. One of the characteristics I think of AEW, and it does remind me of WCW in the territory days, is in order for you to be, I think, in order for it to work, you can have sort of sort of the kind of peacock characteristics of the of wwe but you actually still have to really be able to get in the ring and, and really go yeah. and really put good matches on where i think if we're just comparing the two you know whether it's whether it's just the way it breaks down or some of the others their skill sets because kind of become second to some of the characters as opposed to I like to think in AW, you know, it's still kind of wrestling, a wrestling first company, right? Mm -hmm. The whole sports entertainment versus uh, wrestling thing. So with that said, I say all that to say, I, the more and more and more, and they've been, they've been carrying a lot of the company um, since Roman Reigns decided to take a, a extended kind of break. But the more and more each week you see the Usos go, you realize that the Usos can go. Like yeah. the Usos, you put them anywhere. Way more to me than 
the new day in the sense of what could translate. Yeah, put some respect on Kofi's name. No, no, no. I, I don't think they're amazing talents, but the new day in itself, I think, is a narrative and a character that just fits in WWE. Mm-hmm. Where I think if you strip Jimmy and Jay, call them the Samoans or whatever, put them in AEW, and they're just a you know another tag team that can go with the Bucks and the Lucha, Lucha Bros and like they can go. And I think that their gimmick, even though the bloodline is is very strong, they I think they could find an identity that is more of their own outside of outside of WWE than I think the New Day would ever be able to do. And and, and that's not a knock on the New Day's talent. Like the New Day can go. We know that they're one of the best tag teams that's ever happened. But I think that that the, the 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 pancakes and the outfits and all is just such a WWE thing. That yeah, it doesn't. You know, they would have to they would have to take on new personas to come into yeah. AEW and show their talent. Where I think now that I'm seeing it, Ricochet just comes over. He's you know he, whatever new name he gets on, and everybody's gonna be like, oh, this is what this guy brings. I think the Usos in that same vein. Put him in, like I said, that that Fatu Samoa family line. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. And I think now, especially what they've done over the last two years, especially what they've done in this last year, twenty twenty two, they could go New Japan. They could go. <laughs> they could go mm-hmm. Indie Impact. They could go anywhere. And if they're putting the matches on that they've been putting on the last seven months, brah, the Usos. I, I put a lot more respect on their name. For the last um i will give you the usos just because it means i might get a trinity ak F- fk formerly known as naomi uh tag along <laughs> to come funny, over funny thing you thought me. about that as much as i think sasha would be fine in aw i, I think talent wise trinity would be fine i also think it would be a big challenge i think she would run into exactly or even a bigger challenge that Athena's running into right now which in order to I mean, get over she's getting time though like she's getting time off the bat they're booking the story for it'll probably be her and stat against each other to figure out who's going against Jade but i mean Athena it's going to be stat clearly i mean Athena's next in line though and they also now are tagging her with Willow sign Willow TK for the love of everything sacred and holy sign Willow she's amazing she's so much fun um, she's great yep but if you saw that little, you know, oh, our third our third baddie is hurt. We can't have the third. Chris, you have to go sit down. Willow was inching her way in. So I think we're definitely going to see some Athena versus Steph. Where is, where is Red Velvet? Does anybody know where Red, Red Velvet, Velvet is? is? Hurt, but then they picked TV up. Forever. She's hurt. So she's on the injured list. Okay. Um, but they picked up a third god Lila or Bray. fourth. And I can't. Yeah, I can't. Lila Bray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. I, she's I hilarious. Remember her. She, really, she, really quick she, good news. Hey, really quick good news. Red Velvet story at San Diego Comic Con. They released the images for AEW Unrivaled Volume Five, and Red Velvet has a figure. So good for her. Good for that's her. stir it up, baby. Stir it up. And I'm ready to have Red Velvet again. Like I think something like Starks captured in what he was saying last night, is, or what he was saying in the that promo for last night. Like, there are people that have been there since day one. Red Velvet is, well, not day one, but, like, pre-pandemic. Who who worked through the pandemic with AEW? That's who I want to see, Sean. I want to see the people that have been working these shows since Daly's Place. And, like, 
Uh, Red Velvet is one that has, I mean, she came in and earned her keep. Like, she got a really hard push fast because Brandy was injured and she got put in on the Cody line. Uh, but Velvet's just a great worker. And I think Stark said it in his promo, like, people that have been here doing the work, it's time to shine. I think we need some belts on some pure AEW people. But we know there's only so much television. And speaking of that, we have our second AEW promotion that we know. Don't tell Megan, but there was an AEW star to go over. He does. He's not lying. He fits. Not wrong. He fits. Totally. I'm glad you ain't say it out your mouth because I had to yell. Mm. Yeah, he fits. He'll be in that 24-7 title picture. He fits. He would go over there and be hot business for five seconds. I don't know. He's close with Cody. So, like, maybe Cody could get him over. No, but he fits as somebody that could have a character. Yes. Like, like again, agreed. this is what I'm talking about, a character. Because the other, the other company is about characters. It is. Um, but we do have uh, we have the upcoming pay-per-view for Ring of Honor. We know that TK has purchased Ring of Honor, has purchased all of their library, and has purchased the rights to put them on TV and move them forward. So hopefully we'll be getting a secondary show or a tertiary show, I guess, it coming is. up um, with another place that people can go and work. I don't know if it becomes development. I don't know if it becomes its own thing. We'll see. Uh, but we do have the ROH Death Before Dishonor coming up this weekend. Meow, 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 meow. Anyone excited meow. about Death Before Dishonor? I I'll think the be, matches are good. Yeah, match is good. I'll be it's one good. of these things now where I'm be following it on Twitter. I'm not purchasing these yet, uh, but I am definitely interested in keeping up and finding out in real time as best I can who wins these. I'm invested. Um, I have bought every AEW pay-per-view that's been put out. God bless you. Um. After my last experience with Bleacher Report, your girl is bootlegging. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to admit it on TV. TK, come for me if you want to give me a $10,000 fine. Holler. We can talk about it. I'm not going to give Bleacher Report any more money. After the At Forbidden Door, we missed like probably a good, I think we only saw two endings of the matches while they actually happened because we were freezing so much. It was lagging. Um, it was just, which reports terrible, but find a way to watch wink. And um, this Sunday we have uh, in the world championship match, Jonathan Gresham versus Claudio. Who do you think is going over there? Does Gresham hold on to the title a little longer? Do we put it on Claudio? Cause he's new and hot with spots. I can't believe they beat Claudio. He's way too hot right now. It's hard to tell. I don't think they. I don't think they'd not let him go over, right? Yeah. No, I think. I, I, no, I think. I think they. I think Christian wins. I don't think he wins clean, but I think he wins. I oh, think Christian yeah, wins. Also. Have a whole little like faction of terrible people. The Tully Blanchard Enterprise. I mean, here's the thing. Claudio's an AEW star now. He's going to be an AEW top guy. Ring mm -hmm. of Honor is not AEW in that sense. I mean, it is, but it's. They're trying to make it its own thing. Grisham is going to be the face of Ring of Honor, along with uh, Jay Lethal, along with Samoa mm -hmm. Joe, along with the Briscoes and all of that boo, stuff. Boo, the Briscoes, boo. TK just said I know, I hate it. that the I Briscoes are the face though. of Ring of Honor, and they're the longest signed tag team to Ring of Honor. My, my it's point a shame is, that that face has no teeth. My, my, my point of this is 
I think the little stuff that they did recently to put Grisham on TV and to give him kind of a persona is all for Ring of Honor. So I think that they do some shenanigans with Tony Blanchard Enterprises. Grisham keeps it. He's the heel. He can do some healy things and keep the belt. Claudio goes back to the top, you know, the top picture of AEW. And I don't think I don't think Claudio signed with AEW to be Ring of Honor champion. I don't know about that. I, Claudio Castagnoli <clears throat> had a rich history in Ring of Honor back in the day. He was one of those names that if they're going to make Ring of Honor a an attempt to be a another brand, you know, it'll eventually be a half step to a step below AEW, most likely. Absolutely. But if that's going to get, but if that's going to get TV time and that's going to get talked about, if there's not, I can totally see. Claudio winning if they're going to boot something in the fall for a show. He's a he is he's a lot more recognizable by your general wrestling crowd than Jonathan Gresham is. While Jonathan Gresham though is hopefully going to be a if not the face of ROH. It might start with Claudio. I can see Blackpool Combat Club. I almost said Blackpool Comedy Club. Blackpool Combat Club being like being like one of the few like dual representation on both those brands because they're so over and so badass. So I don't, who do you think wins? I think Claudia wins. I don't I don't want I don't want to and let me just say I don't want the Briscoes, keep it mark the score. I don't want the Briscoes anywhere near my AEW programming. They did a pro they did a promo. They showed their face when they were promoting it. They're gonna have to do that. I am I was so thankful when FTR was on Wednesday night that the Briscoes didn't come out. Thank goodness. I hope they're gonna. There's gonna be a lot of cross promotional. My wish is that they eventually TK comes to his senses and eventually just backs out of that. Well, let's go ahead and move on to that since it's clearly we're gonna have to talk about it. Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship match: FTR versus the Briscoes. Two out of three falls. Here's my Briscoe hot take. They are appropriating the worst parts of Southern culture. How are you from Connecticut and Delaware. roll around Delaware, Delaware. with a Delaware, a Yankee state, and roll around with a Confederate flag, like have 20 kids in a trailer park. Like, I just feel like they're cosplaying like Southern whiteness and they picked all the bad parts. Like they didn't even find one good they're part. Just, they're just they're, they're, they're like they're Kid Rock, and I don't like I Kid Rock. So they got the nerve to come country. out to hip hop. Gross. I don't. I don't hate, well, I, I'm a, I'm a black Hard guy. I, I don't hate. I don't hate the Briscoes. I don't know enough about them. I don't. I don't. Here's I don't know him. enough about the Briscoe history. I but I don't hate them nearly as much as. I think the rest of the people do. So I've got maybe I should learn the hate. I haven't learned it yet. Maybe I should learn. It's okay. I'm gonna take why. that emotional labor from you, and I'll hate them for you. Right. Like right. don't do that emotional Me labor. Don't do that investigation. Now I think they did say. I think they did say that they would not be on aid. Like I think Tony said. Yeah, Warner has said flat out yeah, that they're not. Like they won't platform them because of too much stuff. Yeah, just too much stuff. But mm-hmm. I think. Hey, look, uh, and 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 again, I gotta learn. I haven't learned nearly as much, and I don't know if it's apples to apples. But we come on this show every week and pray, praise Will Offspray, and we come on every week and talk about other folks that we know have had checkered, if say the least, checkered mm-hmm. allegations here and there. 
And so, I mean, I'm not saying that every, I'm not one of those people that are like, Oh, it's hypocritical. I'll be a hypocrite. That's fine. I just got to like, I got to understand why I hate certain, certain individuals, certain acts, certain talents. At this point, I will say the only time I've seen the Briscoes really go is I think that they did the last ring of honor match against FTR and they've done some GCW stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, and I've watched some of their YouTube indie stuff. I think it's going to be an exciting match. I think the Briscoes go over. I think that they take the, those Ring of Honor belts away from the top guys s- simply because of what they're trying to build with Ring of Honor and say. And if they say if t- if what TK said is accurate, whereas there's only you know one you know one tag team that's long term signed from. Uh, for Ring of Honor, it's the Briscoes. They are the face of Ring of Honor. If that's the case, you got to put the belts on them. Again, you could have picked a face with more teeth. That's all I'm going to do. Hate them. I'm going FTR. Top guys, out. Top guys. So the thing is, here's the thing. FTR is who the Briscoes are pretending they are. Like, I had some issues with FTR at the beginning. I smelled a little old, good old boy on them when I first saw them, and I didn't love them at first. They have grown on me. Things that they have said, things they've come out for, things that, like, interviews, stuff like that. They have grown on me. But, like, I'm sorry. I got a hard, look. And rightfully so. You might, like, like, no, I I don't know. I don't know enough about mm -hmm. the Briscoe's past to say, you know, to 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 not to to doubt anything you're saying, rightfully so. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, if you're looking at who I think is going to go over in the match, I'm I'm on the opposite side of I think everybody because I've got Grisham and the Briscoes, and you got the Briscoes. So, uh, well, Elliot, who you got for FTR versus Briscoe? Oh, I just really hope. I'm keeping score, Ali. Uh, Sorry, I thought you said Ali, but yeah, I'll, I'll just quickly say I think the Briscoes are going over. I think. You can't possibly as great as FTR are. Uh, I think the direction Ring of Honor is going, they're going to drop. They're going to lose those titles and then move into hopefully the AEW tag title picture. That would be nice. But we just got the tag belts on people we love. I feel like FTR had other belts. It was stuff for them to do. We don't have to look at it. Plus, they were supposed to take it from the Bucks anyway. The Bucks ran from them, and that's why. Top guys out. Uh, Elliot, FTR, the Briscoes. FTR has is on this belt collecting quest for months. <clears throat> yes, <clears throat> the AW World Titles are the ultimate prize, or should be. But I'd like to see FTR, and I think that I think they're going to get this one also. They will drop a title or two. I just don't think it'll be at this pay per view. I don't want the Briscoes to hold that title personally. Um, if they're the face of Ring of Honor. That's my first red flag with Ring of Honor. So that being said, I want FTR to collect four belts, um, whether they actually make a drive for five and try to get all of those. I think you don't do that because you'll need Ring of Honor to do something. But, man, Tony's got all the toys right now, so he he will be able to do whatever he wants. It's all – everything we talk about every week about our favorite wrestling organization more and more seems to hinge on – I won't say the the whims of somebody who doesn't have a lot of experience doing this, and yeah. we'll we'll just see. I hope there are a lot of people in his ear, and I hope those are the right people who, and continue to be. All I'm saying is, Tony Khan, please don't make it so that I don't watch wrestling anymore. 
but, but Tony, if they are on, the phase of Ring of Honor. Yeah. But Tony, if you have any way of getting Darius Lockhart on our show, please do that. <laughs> Darius Lockhart, come on our show. It's got to happen every week. Um, okay, let's run through these really fast because we're already over. Uh, pure Championship match. Uh, shout out to friend of the pod, former Pure Championship, Josh Woods. Sad to not see him on this pay-per-view, but we do have current Pure Championship match. Championship Ring of Honor Pure Champion Blackpool Combat Club Wheeler Yuta going against Daniel Garcia. Who you got, Ali? Oh, I see Wheeler going over. Wheeler, Keats, who you got? Wheeler keeps it. Yeah. I and think Dan- I want Daniel Garcia to win because I think Wheeler Yuta is going to be an AEW star. Um. In the same vein that I think they might, I don't know who was saying it earlier. They thought like Blackpool Combat Club might come over and just wreck shop. I'm going to say Yuta keeps it and Claudio takes the other belt. And it's just a whole, it's just a Blackpool Combat Club takeover. All right. We have the World TV Championship match. Jay Lethal and somebody we haven't seen on TV in a very long time, Samoa Joe. Who do you think is taking that? Does it go to Lethal because he's he's been in our face for the last month or so while Samoa Joe does his pro? I think he's filming something. Who takes that match? Elliot, start. Jay Lethal. I think he's on a roll. I think he's got a little bit of of momentum right now. So I don't ever like you know seeing Joe lose, let alone lose a title. But you know it would make unless you're reintroducing him. But you know if he's going to be busy doing some things, let Lethal ride this momentum a little bit more and give him the title. Okay. Cheats, I know you you love you some Jay Lethal, even though he's yeah, like yeah. fighting Ric Flair and probably gonna kill him in the ring. I'm standing by that. I'm Nonetheless. Gonna with, I'm gonna go with Jay Lethal as well. I don't know what is the what is the story with Samojo? How come he hasn't been out of any apparently Samojo is filming like a movie, TV show. There's some project that he's working on that's had him off of TV well, for a while. Here's you go. Out of sight, out of out of sight, out of mind, Jay Lethal wins. Give the give go. the belt to uh, his faction. I'll let you what you think. Yeah, with as much as Jay and uh, who's the tall Indian guy again? I cannot remember his name. Uh, Sun no. Yeah, Sanjay Dutt. Sanjay Sanjay Singh. Sanjay Dutt. Yeah, one. That's the other guy. Sanjay Dutt. Singh, I think, or something. Saying that's it. As much as I've seen him on TV, I feel like that's where they want more attention. So I see Jay yeah. Lethal winning. And um, yeah, aside from his size, Sutnam Singh just gives off almost vibes. So uh, I'm going to go with Jay Lethal because he needs to win a championship and have, hold that ROH championship before he goes to jail for voluntary manslaughter of uh, killing Ric Flair in a wrestling ring when that man should be nowhere near that's how one. Rick wants to go. That's how he wants to go. <laughs> He's a real carny man. He wants to go out on his back to the three count in the ring. Okay, last one we're going to talk about the uh, ROH Women's World Championship match. Mercedes Martinez versus Serena D. Cheats, who you got? Uh, Mercedes retains. And, okay. and it's because, I think it's because Serena D. I think they have AEW plans for her, and they should. Um, but I think, I, I think Mercedes retains. All right, Elliot, who you got? Serena Deeb has become one of my all-time favorite female wrestlers, but uh, Mercedes is going to win, although i love to see Serena take that, but it's not going to happen. Mercedes goes over. Ali, what about you? For some reason, I, I've been getting like 
two, three match vibes out of this feud. So I assumed that Serena would win, then Mercedes would get it back. So I've got Serena winning. I also have Serena. I think it is her time. They built her up really hard going after the AEW Women's Championship, and she did not get that. So I think this may be a, a sidestep. You have this for a little while. Because um, I don't know if, if people really bought into the Deeb and Rosa promos. Um, I, I don't think people did, to be honest. But they weren't given a lot of time. So eh, who knows? Okay. So we are already seven minutes over. That's how it goes here when you're talking about wrestling with your friends. Elliot, you got a uh, match of the week for us this week? I sure do. We almost made it the full show without discussing the chemical spill that's occurring in a dumpster fire in Nashville at the end of the month. Uh, I, I, I talking really, about Ric Flair's last match. Talking about Ric Flair's last match. It's a really good card. It's a it's a great card. Rick is ruining the card. Rick is ruining that card. So with that being said, I really don't want to just, I want the whole weekend to go away, but there are some people on that card that the show, and we really, really like one of them is Andrade El Idolo. The other, yeah, and the other we've talked about him. Both of them going to be in jail. Like, Jay, I don't know why nobody understands. Like, I don't know how many contracts had to be signed. I know. Jay Lethal's the one that, uh, that, that we really, really like. Cheats loves him. Uh, mm -hmm. I think he's great. So I want to think back to a time where Jay Lethal was really entertaining all of us. And I want to go to 2018 at the ROH final battle when he had a half-hour match with Cody Rhodes. Um, mm. I will post it to the, the page, WCWF Pod. On Twitter, wrestling chat with friends on YouTube. Follow us, like us, uh, tell a friend, please. Um, the, I, I watched two thirds of it tonight. Yeah, you know, flipped around a little bit. Every time I sort of stopped it on YouTube, they were in the middle. And I saw a series of moves that were just fantastic. Top rope battling outside. Some weapons used. Um, and you know, I, I will. I will go ahead and spoil it because everyone knows because it happened. Lethal went over on Cody and retained the title. Fantastic match. That's my match of the week. Um, Ring of Honor Final Battle 2018, Jay Lethal, Cody Rhodes. Jay, go easy on the old man, please. Do we really think that this is Ric Flair's last match? Seriously. Seriously. I mean, I think Seriously. the man was Seriously. on knocking on death's door. Several times over. Several right? Times like, over. Don't you remember the whole thing where it was like, He's on life support. Charlotte's being flown down there to like say her goodbyes. Yeah, Everybody breaks for Rick Flair. No one else will book him, no matter what. No, yeah. this is they they um the ESPN Rick Flair the ESPN thirty for thirty came out and they thought they like had to pause production because they thought he died, like they thought yeah. he was gonna die, and then they had to like come back. However, I will say I my bold prediction will be that if the if he doesn't die. And this goes over. This is the start of more Ric Flair stuff. Just watch. I will before we get out of here. I will say, believe it or not, as we speak, another iteration of Jonathan Gresham's promotion is taking place tonight. Terminus. We've talked. We okay, talked. Terminus. I think originally about Terminus when it debuted um, in Atlanta. The main event tonight is Jonathan Gresham versus uh, Tikshida. He's in he's in AEW. He's he's yeah, Takashita. Takashita. That's the main event. And cool. um 
I don't know if it's like pure rules. Jay Lethal's on the card. He wrestled Baron Black. Quite a, the factory's on the card. Aaron Solo, QT Marshall. So that's it, it's from what I'm seeing online as we speak. Crowd is really it looks really sparse. So I, they had a lot of when they debuted this promotion. They had a it was also before Grisham signed with AEW by the way and Ring of Honor and all that. They had a lot of momentum and a lot of. Um, folks like a lot of kind of sign folks coming in to do some things like the card was pretty stacked we'll see what happens let's just keep our eye on what happens to terminus now that ring of honor is going to have a place looks like jonathan grisham is going to have a place in either roh or aew let's see well let's just keep our eye on what happens to terminus but um interesting card going on more wrestling for everyone the more choices we have the more opportunities we have uh the more places people can see their favorites I think the AEW con- we talked we talked about this. I think the AEW contracts are going to change though. So yes. I think twenty twenty three heel or face of the week. Oh yeah. Ooh. Wrestling yeah. or non wrestling. Okay, so heel of the week. Uh, I'll say heel of the century is Vince McMahon. Um, I mean, there's just no depth to it. You know, and I said Bad. this in our chat too. I uh, I don't. Feel like I have to give him props for being a smart businessman because it doesn't take any talent to, you know, treat people like disposable assets. That's the oldest way that people throughout history have gained money or power is just treating people like crap. And I'm not cool with it. I think he's a terrible person and has proven he's a terrible person. His excuse is always like, "Oh, all right, what's good for business?" It's like, so you only care about money. Like that doesn't make you special or amazing. Um, side note, Wall Street Journal has been circulating rumors that there is a lot more of the story to come out, potentially more allegations coming out. Um, so keep your eyes tuned on that. And Ali, you're welcome back anytime. <laughs> Love it. Deal or face of the week. Who you got? Um, I had one and it keeps coming and going and it was a wrestling. It was a wrestling face. Think about it for a minute. Really Elliot, who you Go got? Ahead, Elliot. Uh, face of the week, it just jumped out of my head. But I want to f- uh, first give it to my nephew who won his baseball tournament, of course. Hey, yep. Uh, real quick, another another group of faces are our counter programming that was tonight that that was occurring uh, alongside us on other larger media channels happening two hours north of us. Those are the true faces. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. What I don't know what you're talking about. The January 6th committee is happening as we speak. Oh, oh like, that's, yeah. That's our that's our counter programming. You know what? I'm not gonna be mad if you I'm not gonna be mad if you skipped us for that. Yeah. Factual. <laughs> uh, I'll, I, I'll say one outside of wrestling because last night was the SBs. I think we talked on the show about how much I have an affinity and love for Dick Vitale. Um he won the uh, <laughs> you know, he did the Jimmy V uh he got the Jimmy V award, obviously with his battle with cancer. So I will mm-hmm. give a big shout out to Dickie V get well, glad you're glad you're better and uh, look forward to uh, seeing him on the sidelines of the future. Um, my heel of the week is the uh, less than reputable person that I bought this John Moxley shirt from. I ordered it online from a shop that wasn't shop AEW.com. And the part that has the writing on it is just like one of those things that you like, like heat melt onto a shirt. But John Moxley is uh, true to his name. It's crushing my chest. So John Moxley is still the titty master, 
even in 2022. My very Lovely. first Rock and Roll Express t-shirt was one of those dirt shirt iron on ones also. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Again, we're, t- <laughs> we're talking a lot about Ric Flair. Ricky Morton's on that card. He should. He's probably going to die too. Has anybody talked about this? The Rock and Roll Express, Ricky Morton um, is still on that card. I love I with fu- his son. Ricky Morton and I, Ricky Morton and I have a deep history with each other. He gave me a cameo for Father's Day two years ago and basically uh, challenged, said that my brother and I could challenge him and Robert to a, a match right. in any high school gym anytime. Anytime. Make it happen. Um, just don't murder him while you're doing it. Godspeed. All right, ladies and gentlemen, um, that's it for us this week. Uh, tune in again next week. Watch some great wrestling this weekend. Check out the match of the week uh, from Elliot. Next week, we are going to have some folks on um, July 30th. There's an amazing show going on down in Norfolk. Make sure you check that out. Next week, we'll be talking about that. Um, I don't know. We love y'all. Y'all are great. Follow us at WCWF Pod uh, on Twitter and stuff. Follow the family podcast movement what's the, the podcast po- network get it together people i can't pay our bills no i'm joking All okay right. and that's it podcast. we're not out jesus trying to count you're trying to fast count go ahead count us out no you do it you do it you were starting you were fast right, counting we one two three see you next peace, time. Peace, family